0: Good morning from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. Welcome back to the second hour of Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, garden author. I have started my fourth book. That's going to be coming out hopefully soon, probably fall more or less. And we have my wonderful cohort here producing the show. Lizzie, good morning, Lizzie. Good morning. And we are wanting people, if they would like to text us a perfect text message, go ahead and make sure you, like Mark from Winter Garden, give us your name and your location. And so we are going to get right into it. Uh, If you would please cue John Denver.
1: By inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down.
2: And now it's
3: time for the dirty word of the day on Better Lawns and Gardens with Teresa Watkins.
0: And the Dirty Word of the Day is inspired from my garden walk this week. It's called striations, striations, a striated plant fiber which has parallel lines or grooves that appear on the surfaces of leaves, stems, bark, and other plant regions. The striated lines are actually a component of the plant's cellular structure Typically, a striated plant has long striated fibers that run parallel to each other. The fibers are usually visible, um, discernible on the plant's surface and give the plant a unique appearance. And so plants have three cellular structures, dermal, ground, and vascular. So the dermal striated lines appear as furrows, lines, stripes, or ribbed surface fiber. The origin of the word striated is from the Latin term striteri, which translates to grooves. Plant fibers with a striated surface tend to be loose and expandable, and some plants have striata that appears in different visual colors or striping. Many uh, tree species have ornamental striated bark. The Acer davidii, commonly called the snakeback maple, boasts striated bark. And the tree's young shoots appear in reddish hues with a white striated appearance that looks like white veins running through the bark surface. And the rainbow eucalyptus, which is the Eucalyptus deglupta, has rainbow crayon-like colors that striate up and down the bark. And you can see that on our Dirty Word of the Day and then also the photograph that I took of the rainbow eucalyptus, but then you can also check the sources and see the beautiful colors of the rainbow eucalyptus tree, which is just amazing. So that's the dirty word of the day. And so we are going to uh, be talking to Brian Williams, uh, and uh, he will be uh, talking to us about his project at the Windy Hill Middle School. So I'm looking
2: forward to that. Yes, and I love whenever teachers... Just get into nature and take the time to teach kids something that they may not be able to do at home or think that they're not able to do at home and then they can always take that idea back home, you know, and do it. I love I love yes. this.
0: Gives them it broadens their expand, you know, their their minds and things like that. So real quick, um, how long can a teacup orchid be left in the ceramic vase? Uh I teacup orchid I think could be left in it. You know, permanently, I don't know how big it is now. It would be good to see it if you'd like to email me uh, a a photograph of it. But it should be able to be in there for, you know, a year or two. It's going to have the um, roots coming out over the edge. And so I think it can be in there quite a while. It just depends on the size of the ceramic vase. Great question. And uh, then also Lori from Site Cloud, can you trim or prune large jade plants? Yes, you can. Uh, you can go ahead and prune them and cut them back. But here's the great idea, uh, Lori, is that if you want to take those uh, cuttings that you take off of the jade plant, you can root them and grow more jade tree, or jade plants. And so that's a really good opportunity, and it doesn't cost any money, and you can get more. So I love that. Yes, I do. That's, that's a good idea. Yep. So uh, if your kids are out of school and looking for something to keep them occupied, I am going to have a cool daddy is with us. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes after the break and give us some information on that. You can also go to our Facebook page and you can like it and also then go to our website betterlawns.com. Find out what you can do this month in your garden or landscape for your vegetables, for your fruit trees, what kind of plants you'd like to plant, how to take care of your turf, if you haven't fertilized your turf yet, this is the month to do it before we go into the fertilizer band, which starts June 1st. That's very important to give them the nutrients they need before the summertime really gets here.
2: And a lot of people don't realize that there's an actual uh, time where there's a band on it. So that's good. That's good information.
0: Yeah. So it's there's going to be a band from June 1st all the way through September, depending on what county you're in. Uh, is how long the ban lasts, so you want to check that out. Your public utility company, your water uh, department can tell you how long that that fertilizer ban is or when it goes into effect in your county because it may be a little different. And so uh, we just want you to have the right information. And, you know, important, taking care of your landscape. You know, before problems arise, walk your yards on a regular basis And uh, that way you can catch a problem before it becomes a big problem. Once a week, go out there and look at it. Say hi to them and just tell them you're just watching out for them. We're going to be back for more uh, from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. I'm Teresa Watkins. It's Saturday morning. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
3: Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality Green Specialists in DeLand has what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite. Great plants, sustainable products friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com.
1: Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542, that's 802-341-4542.
3: Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's BlackCowKOW.com. Black Cow, the mature manure. Black Cow. Florida has over 2,000 miles of shoreline, over 4,000 square miles of lakes, and over 11,000 miles of rivers, streams, and waterways. Which means no matter how big your boat, how bright your life jacket, how loud you shout, finding you in the
0: case of an emergency is going to be really difficult, unless you have an emergency locator beacon. Odds are, you'll never need it but the odds for you are tremendously better, if you ever do.
3: Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Get readier. The
1: My Safe Florida Home program was created to help Florida homeowners strengthen their homes against hurricanes and save money doing it. A stronger home is safer and more resilient against storm damage. A stronger home is easier to sell. A stronger home can reduce home insurance premiums. Take the first step in strengthening your home. Apply for a free home wind mitigation inspection at MySafeFLHome.com. That's MySafeFLHome.com. MySafeFLHome.
3: Stronger homes, safer Florida. Living with a body of water right outside your home sounds delightful (laughs) until these boogers start showing up. Mosquitoes aren't just annoying. They can carry deadly diseases like Zika and West Nile virus. But with Summit Mosquito Dunks, you can have your pond without all the worry. Simply drop a Summit Mosquito Dunk into standing water and kill mosquito larvae for 30 days or longer. Mosquito Dunks are harmless to people, pets, fish, and wildlife. So it's just that... that Stop hanging around. Visit SummitResponsibleSolutions.com.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. Windy Hill Middle School in Claremont is learning how to grow with Brian Williams, a.k.a. Cool Daddy. And good morning, Brian. How are you? I am
4: great. How are you, Teresa?
0: I am wonderful. It's just a beautiful day. We got a little bit of rain last night. How much did you get last night?
4: not too much. I didn't get up to the garden this morning cuz I stayed home. I had to get a good connection for you. Yep. But uh hopefully we got a little uh we got a little rain up there, but not too much in Claremont.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, that's a shame. That seems to be most of the case in uh some of the areas. So I visited you a few months ago and was thoroughly fascinated by your students. They were so energetic. Uh, They sat really still in their seats. And then when we went out to the garden, they all exploded, and they were just so excited about being out in the garden. So it was wonderful. So what prompted you to start a school garden? So my class is World History, Mm -hmm. and
4: it always has a unit about early humans and farming. And just about eight years ago, I bought a... Pack of green bean seeds and made a little raised bed. And I'm like, let's get to it. Wow. Green beans, green beans are great because they grow fast and kids can see results. So if you're out there gardening with your, with your kids or grandkids, that's a really good crop to start with.
0: That's wonderful. Now, what grade do you teach? Sixth grade. So that's 10 and 11-year-olds. 10 and 11-year-olds. That's wonderful. Okay. And so what, what is your own personal gardening background, your experiences? Did you garden growing up?
4: I I didn't but uh my neighbor had a really beautiful garden uh growing up he grew just about everything and ended up working for him in the orange groves when I was younger too and uh I mowed a lot of yards in the summer with my uncle Butch he had a, y- a yard service and we'd go around Claremont and I'd see all these beautiful gardens and 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 eventually one day I knew I wanted to have a nice landscape a beautiful garden and grow veggies
0: wonderful uh, so what was your administration's response to you wanting to start a garden?
4: Oh, They were so supportive. Mr. Roberts, our principal, he pretty much was very excited about everything that we do. He comes out and visits all the time. He'll bring visitors to the school out and see it. Anything I ask for, they always are, are very supportive. So I'm I'm so lucky in that regard.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. Now, do you have sponsors or donors that help fund the garden project?
4: Yeah, there's uh there's an Ed found, Foundation of Lake County and my second or third year I applied for a $200 grant and that buys a lot of soil. So that really helped. And then uh there's a local business that reached out to me, Uncle Matt's Organic. And Uncle Matt came with his whole office, all his workers shut down for the day they came up and they put in four just huge raised beds with all the soil, all the plants and that was, a, it, was before, it was during COVID. And they did that, which was wonderful for the kids to get out during COVID and take your masks off out in the garden. They could relax a little bit. And that really got things going. And that's what we have now, the huge raised beds.
0: Oh, well, well done, Uncle Matt. That is that is excellent. So now is the garden a classroom activity or is it extracurricular activity?
4: It's a class activity. We, we grow it all year long. Uh, we, we plant different crops depending on whether it's fall uh, or spring. So usually we have two different gardens. Um, the herb garden stays going year-round, and uh, the kids go out the last five minutes, ten minutes of every class. They're ready to go. They're packed up. They want to go out to the garden, and, and they know what to look for. They're just looking for suckers on the tomato plants, or they're looking for good bugs, bad bugs. We learned about that. Just any little things. They don't. I don't have any weeds. Oh. I've got 30 weed pullers every period, <laughs> which I wish <laughs> I could bring them to my house because that is the best part. I so, love it. No weeds.
0: So what is the children's reaction? Do you have, uh, like, city students that have never been out in, in a garden area? Or do you have, uh, you know, like, families that have grown gardens their whole life here in Central Florida? What kind of uh, reaction did you get from the students?
4: So that... Every kid seems to respond positively to the garden, and there are kids that have never done it before, but a lot of kids have tried stuff with their parents and grandparents at home. Claremont's really diverse, like a lot of communities in Florida, so we we have a lot of kids from all over, and especially the kids that have moved in and they're first-generation Americans. They've gardened. They garden where they came from. They garden here at their homes, and they love it. They're always excited to go out.
0: That's wonderful to hear. And so the students, now the first year they, they, the plants were donated, but do the students every year get a chance to select which vegetables they would like to grow?
4: Oh, they, they always are, are giving me ideas, and they want to try all kinds of things, things that they like to eat, things that they have heard of. So we'll try just about anything except pineapples, just because the <laughs> squirrels, we tried pineapples and it didn't last long with the squirrels, so pineapples are off the list. Anything else is fair game, and we've tried about everything. So yes, the kids make suggestions, and I'll give it a shot if I think it's feasible.
0: Do you know how you know when to to pick a uh, a uh pineapple what you do is you go out in the garden and go i'm going to pick this tomorrow and then that squirrels know to come that night and get it before, before. Yeah,
4: that, <laughs> it that, always does I that i totally believe that yeah for sure <laughs> i believe that so rabbits are fun too dealing with them we have lots of lovely rabbits around the garden so we had to put up a fence to keep the rabbits out
0: Oh yeah. and so uh, what kind of uh, input or participation do you get from the parents what has their reaction been
4: well, I think the parents are, are unbelievably supportive because a lot of the stuff goes home to them. I mean, usually kids come home with homework and now kids coming home with a bag of basil or a bunch of rosemary or some tomatoes. So how can you not like that?
0: Oh no, that's great. <laughs> that's that's yeah. wonderful homework. But,
4: yeah. And uh but most of the time it's just the kids and I working out what to grow and uh we just we just roll with it. We just love it.
0: Okay, and so what are your plans over the summer? What happens to the garden during the summer when the kids aren't there?
4: Well, I'll usually go up at least a couple times a week, um, depending on how much uh, work my wife has me to do at the house. Uh, I'll decide, <laughs> yeah, if there's a lot of work, I'll definitely be going up to the garden. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, But, the, you know, the herbs and, and some of the stuff will make it. The Everglades tomatoes, this is the first first year we've grown the Everglades tomatoes, so I'm looking forward to see if they can handle the heat. But uh, uh, the custodians and the people that work out there, if we have okra growing, mm-hmm. you know, I offer the okra to them and they'll take it. I'll notice it's gone when I go up there. So that, that makes me feel good because it's really a community garden.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Now, how do you water? What? Where does the water come from and how do you irrigate? So Uncle
4: Matt put in a drip irrigation system. So We use that, and if I can keep up with the maintenance and repairs, sometimes that can be a little tough. Um, but we do have a we have a, a hose out there, and we try to water as infrequ- infrequently as we can. I do the knuckle test, like you said. I stick my finger in the ground, and then we try not to waste water. It'd be great to you know get a more uh, eco friendly system, but I'm working on it.
0: There you little go. Things. No, yeah. you're doing a great job. And so how do you deal do the kids recognize the bad bugs and and how do you deal with those what what do you what's your solution
4: So I have a bulletin board up in my class and it talks about NPK for fertilizer it talks about good bugs bad bugs and it has all the seed packets from uh from the year that we planted so we can refer to when they should be ready um but yeah they try to recognize and kids will bring in ladybugs and release them and I have a little bird feeder out there so, um, yeah, they'll they'll see one. They'll ask me, and I will look. I will say, if it's a big green worm on a tomato, we do not like those. And they <laughs> they'll find them. Their eyes are better than mine. So <laughs> we don't want those horn hornworms.
0: No, no, it's just, it's amazing. And I, I would think probably with the school lights being on at night, the moths and so that's how you know they find the gardens. And so that's that's yeah. interesting. How do you fertilize?
4: So we use all organic fertilizer, and really we. We use a lot of black cow, which gives it a good start. We've always used that. And then just mostly organic stuff, Epsom salt. We'll use blood meal. We'll use um, a, a slow release maybe once uh, at the start of the season, but not too much fertilizer. Um, we had I had some experience early on where I think I over-fertilized some cucumbers. And they went bad, and I'm like, well, maybe we should just try to take it down a notch. So not (laughs) too much fertilizer.
0: That's all right. Well, well, Lizzie is our cucumber expert, so if you need any help with those, you can just... That's right. (laughs) Perfect. You can ask. Maybe
4: Lizzie can come speak to the kids next year about cucumbers.
2: Oh, that would be great. You got
0: it. Just send me an invite. All right. So, so, Brian, have the students taught you anything through the course of this project about gardening or anything, uh, value of lessons?
4: So if you just get the kids started on something and get out of their way, that's the easiest thing to do. So if you have children or grandchildren, just try a little garden and you'll be surprised. Some kids will show a uh, little interest, but uh, some kids will just be like, this is the greatest thing ever. And they, they, want, they get into it and that just makes you feel good, especially when they get to harvest the crop. And that's kind of what the whole thing is about. That's what farming is. That, so, that. yeah the kids, the kids are great.
0: Now do you have any butterfly plants or pollinators uh that are tr- that that bring the good bugs in?
4: Yes. Uh there was a science teacher at our school, um Mr. Hughes, and a few years ago, he got a bunch of wildflower seeds and we just kind of put them out everywhere and they pop up everywhere every year and so we do get lots of butterflies and you could see the kids if they see a butterfly I mean, they get so excited. I mean, everybody gets excited when they see a butterfly. But, uh, yeah, the wildflowers keep coming back. And dill, cilantro, when you let those go to seed, they form these big, beautiful plants with flowers on them. And it's, so we, we do a lot of that. Where we'll have herbs that are just getting started, and then we'll have herbs that are mature, and we just let them go to flower, and we'll collect the seeds. And you get to see the, the beautiful effects of that.
0: Well, Brian, it was a w- just a wonderful time and a joyful time to come and visit your 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 class. They, I just loved the enthusiasm they had. They were so interested. You're doing a wonderful job. I'm so proud of you. And uh, yes, we, amazing. Yeah, and and Lizzie has just been your strong supporter here, and I I love All right, visiting. Liz yeah Yeah. Lake Lake county in the house boy that's right that's right and the three five two that's it well brian thank you so much please invite us back again and uh i will be posting pictures of your class uh this week on on our uh facebook page and uh, i will be sending you uh, lots of information and if you need anything from us you just let me know
4: The only thing I need is to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom, Kate, and to all the mothers out there.
0: Well, Happy Mother's Day, Kate.
4: All right. Thanks, Teresa.
0: Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate it. That was Brian Williams. And, uh, again, a Happy Mother's Day to his mom, Kate. And and I stepped over a couple of other relatives, but his whole family. A.K.A. Cool Daddy Boy. You're welcome. That's (laughs) it. So uh, we're going to be back with more of Better Lawns and Gardens. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. And this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
3: Now,
1: paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800 218 5088. 800 218 5088. 218 5088. That's 800 218
3: 5088. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it.
1: 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651.
3: Come on. If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation.
1: Call 800-786-9014. 800-786-9014. 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. By now, you know exactly what a medical alert device is. So let's talk about what we offer. One of the best prices for medical alert devices in the country. If you're on a fixed income, call our special medical alert hotline right now. You'll qualify for free equipment and our best price starting at a dollar a day. That's it. You can have your loved one or yourself protected by the largest medical emergency response network in the country. If you need a medical alert system for your mom, your dad, you, or another loved one, call right now and start 24 7 protection for about a dollar a day with no setup fees, equipment charges, or long-term contracts. You've seen the rest. Now call Stay Safe now for our best price. 800-876-5235 800-876-5235. 800-876-5235. That's 800-876-5235. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542 802-341-4542 That's 802-341-4542 Hey listen, are you a 50-year-old person looking for term life insurance? Then you need to talk to Bob Bob specializes in helping people find a million dollars or more of term life insurance for a couple of hundred bucks a month Look, you need to know there's a price war in the term life insurance business and you may be paying too much Call Bob, and he'll shop and see how much money he can save you. Look, this could be the last term life insurance policy you ever have. Your rates are guaranteed for the next 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rates for the next 20 years. And if you're a smoker or your health is not perfect, Bob has great rates for you, too. So for a million dollars of term life insurance coverage for a couple of hundred bucks a month, call Bob right now. 800-890-5049, 800 800 890 5049. That's 800 890 5049. Paid for by Term Direct.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. If you know someone who loves to garden or has a question, they just moved to Florida, they don't know what to do please let them know about Better Lawns and Gardens and tell them to call in with their gardening question so I can help them too. You can call me at 1-888-455-2967 or you can text me at 23680. Getting a lot of positive responses, Lizzie, on Brian's you know interview with the school children and, and finding out about school gardens. So I agree with you, JAC, that the world would be a better place, society would be a better place, if people would garden more and get into that dirt, grow their own yes. food, and if there's just something uh, for your mental health about gardening that really, really um, makes someone feel better, and I, I agree. You know, it used to be that before we had, um, you know, before the modern times, uh, the last 60 years, before that, people would live on farms or they would have to, you know, pets and 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 and. Animals to take care of. They would get up before school and go out and do their chores, right. and then walk to school. Correct. Uh, and 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 or people would go out and and work in their yards. Uh, so um, I I think the world would be a better place if we did that. Yes. So I agree. Uh, and starting them small is a really good way to do that when they're when they're young students. So we have some really great text messages. Let me see. You all are so good. Let's see right here. Um, Let's see. How can I tell the difference uh, between a crepe myrtle tree or a crepe myrtle bush? And that's Aida in Windermere. And so thank you for a perfect text message. Great question. And so when we talk about crepe myrtle trees, uh, crepe myrtles are a tree, but they're actually just a really tall shrub. They have multiple trunks. So it depends on the variety. So when you buy them, they will tell you the variety, and it usually has a name, a common name. So, like Sue or um, Rocket, uh, you know, Crepe Myrtle, Rock, Red Rocket, uh, or the Black Diamond uh, uh, Crepe Myrtles, you'll have a name on it. And so that will tell you what variety it is. And then you can look it up to see how tall it's going to get. So, Crepe Myrtles come in sizes now from about three foot tall. That's all they get, three foot tall, and they bloom. They look like a shrub. Or you can get them growing all the way up to 40 feet tall, like they are around Advent Health in Orlando, and they're, they're, they're taller than 40 feet. Uh, and so they're just huge. And so that's important to figure out before you buy it and plant it, because if you only want a crepe myrtle to get six to eight feet tall, you need to buy a variety that's only going to reach six to eight feet tall and then you don't have to trim it. Crepe myrtles do not need to be pruned, okay? So there's no reason to cut them or commit crepe murder. (laughs) But if you plant a 20-foot to 40-foot tall crepe myrtle underneath the eave of your house or by your front door, then you are going to have to cut it frequently, and that's just not recommended for crepe myrtles. So, Find out what variety you have. It's going to tell you how tall it grows, and then that way you can plant it in the right plant, in the right place.
2: So I've heard, like, myths that if you trim down the lower branches of what you would consider a tree, then it's going to make it grow taller. Do you think that's why people are cutting crepe myrtles so that they're hoping they'll grow taller? No, I actually
0: think that they believe the myth that if you cut it, uh, in the wintertime or, you know, in the early spring, January, February is which where most crepe murders occur. And uh, so uh, they think that it's going to give you more blooms, that oh. it's going to bloom better. But that's not the case. The blooms will be larger than than normal, but you're going to have less of them. And that's where we see the blooms, the panicles getting so heavy that they hang on the ground. If your panicles are hanging on the ground, you are cutting it incorrectly.
2: Maybe I like my panicles hanging on the ground,
0: lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can understand that. Uh, but uh, so it's just. But if you don't cut it, it will have more blooms, but they'll be smaller. They'll be all over the tree, and they'll bloom on time. When we cut them that drastically, the the tree needs to recover, and it takes a couple more months for it to recover than it normally would and they're gonna bloom later in the year. All right, so our challenge to our
2: listeners for twenty twenty three and for the beginning of twenty four, don't cut your crepe myrtles just just this one time. Just see what happens next spring. Let's just play that game.
0: Yeah, and 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 that way you can find out. Now there are reasons to to cut or prune a crepe myrtle and one is the branches are going in a wonky direction. Or they're going right up next to another branch. And I have seen crepe myrtles that were not cut properly, that the branches have literally fused together and they've grown together and it just looks really odd. So you can cut um, or Thin out is a better phrase. Thin out the branches that are smaller than your pinky uh, for air, good air circulation. Okay. So if you, you want to place your crepe myrtles in an area where the breezes come through, that way you're not going to get any powdery mildew and, you know, some, some more susceptibility to insects. But uh, you can, they do sucker. The more you hack them back, the more they sucker from the bottom because they're trying to survive. I've seen a few with moss on it. Yes. Why? Well the moss is coming from adjacent trees or oak okay. trees that have that have the moss. And so moss is airborne carried. It's an epiphyte and it's the spores are carried by the air, so they're just landing. But again, when a tree is stressed, it's gonna be more susceptible to getting moss and and seeing that. It's probably a good indication there's not enough sunlight there because you have shaded trees all around. Okay, all Um, right. And so then the moss will be there. So uh, that's a great question. So thank you very much. So uh, I'm in Orlando, and can I transplant small cabbage palms that have sprouted up around my yard from the parent plant? They're about a foot tall. Yes, you can. Make sure you get a good, uh, you know, you don't have to get it very um, large, but if they're only about a foot tall, you can just take your shovel and just, Dig in slightly to the parent plant and cut it away from the cabbage parent. And then you can plant it in a full sun area, water it well. So I would say water well into the rainy season. So, you know, maybe three to four times a week, uh, if no rainfall, up through the middle of June, end of June. And then we should be in our rainy season and hopefully they'll be established by then. Uh, Do not fertilize until after you see some new growth coming from it. You can go ahead, or you can put a little bit of slow release there. We have some more great gardening questions and text messages coming up, and your phone calls one triple eight four five five two nine six seven from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. I'm Teresa Watkins. This is Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
3: Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. It's time to start getting your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with Black Cow. Prepare new plant beds with a a one-and-a-half-inch layer of Black Cow in the area and then mix it in with the soil six inches deep. Black Cow is organic. Pick up the bright yellow bag
2: and get growing.
3: Black Cow, the mature manure, Black Cow. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called, get a tax lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh, yeah, looks like you're qualified to save get a tax lawyer went to work (laughs) should have called way sooner get a tax lawyer has helped thousands like david fight the irs and get
1: a fresh start call 800-786-9014 that's 800-786-9014
2: are you losing your
3: medicaid coverage due to the public health emergency ending if you're in jeopardy of losing health care coverage don't worry you may qualify for health insurance through the federal health insurance marketplace Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to schedule your appointment today. Remember, that's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. Motorcyclists, bicyclists, pedestrians, and commercial vehicles all have the right to be on the road and travel safely motorist watch out for bicyclists and pedestrians allowing three feet of clearance and be on the lookout for motorcycles never attempt to share a lane with one drive cautiously around commercial vehicles don't cut in front and stay out of their blind spots when we're on the road together safety is a shared responsibility let's all make it home safely a message from the florida department of highway safety and motor vehicles when it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro zero-turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like Ride suspension that takes the ache out of acreage, massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction, and ultra-durable iron forge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bull through anything that dares get in your way. Toro count on it visit toro.com zero turn to find yours
2: before we left the hospital my daughter received her newborn hearing screening it only took a couple of minutes and it was a painless test
3: when our son was born the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low as a dad nothing is more important than your child's health
2: it was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss
3: and as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to florida floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more
1: you get your money back but you're gonna love it and you're gonna love the price internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-897-5406 800-897-5406 800-897-5406 that's 800-897-5406
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. And if you'd like to give us a garden question, one 455 2967 or you can text us at 23680. So Mark from Winter Garden said, Happy Mother's Day, Lizzie and Teresa. Thank you very much, Mark. A person gave him a pink desert rose. How does he care for it? And a desert rose is an Adenium obesum. Okay, so I'm not going to go there, but they have really huge bases and they grow up. It's from Africa and they have beautiful flowers on them. So to take care for a desert rose, you want to give it lots of water. And when I say lots of water, I'm talking about like twice a week, you know, that it gets a little bit like one inch to an inch and a half of water a week during the summertime, Mark. It loves full sun And then also, too, so it can sit out on your patio without any kind of shade whatsoever. And then in the wintertime, you want to reduce that water. Just cut the water off in the wintertime. It doesn't need it when the temperatures go below 60 degrees, 55 degrees. And then just fertilize it on a uh, regular basis every, you know, three months or six months with a slow-release fertilizer, and it should do just fine. Now, in his travels, he says, I've seen some trees... That have these gorgeous reddish orange flowers. They are big trees. And do you have any idea of what they are? And uh, he said he loves the show. So we thank you. We love listening, you listening out there too, Mark. So these beautiful red trees. This is another example of something that is growing out of its zone. And it's very fortunate. It just tells us how warm the winters have stayed over the last decade is that this is a Royal Poinciana. It is a beautiful red canopy tree. It's kind of open uh, shape, open canopy, and the flowers are amazing. It grows in zones 10 through uh, 12 down in South Florida. Those of you in South Florida recognize the Royal Poinciana tree very easily. Here in Central Florida, it's kind of an anomaly And just like the rainbow eucalyptus, it will freeze very easily. So if you'd like to grow one, you know, you take your chances. And so, but, you know, me with Chronic Zone Envy, I would try it if I had a big enough yard. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Jan in Lakeland. Good morning, Jan. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call. I listen to you every morning. I received a Vanda, I guess, orchid Oh, wonderful. For Mother's Day. It is beautiful. I've never had an orchid before. It is beautiful. I have no idea what to do. Okay. Uh so Vandas are a beautiful is, is it the purple uh purple Vanda? Yes, ma'am. Oh, those are just so gorgeous. All right. So orchids um need to have their roots watered on you know misted and watered on a regular basis but they don't like to have a lot of water so is what what kind of um pot or container is it in it's in one of the little glass pots In, in a brass pot a glass oh a glass i'm sorry in a glass pot okay so you're going to want to make sure that it has good drainage so i might move it out of that glass pot but i wouldn't do it till after it stops blooming Okay, and so you're just going to want to miss the roots and the, and the leaves, and the okay. location needs to be a bright location but not full sun. So do you have a nice okay. patio or a, a, a pool enclosure? Uh, under a shade tree? Under a shade tree would work just as well. You could hang it from there. Okay. Okay, but right in the glass face, you can put it on a table underneath the shade. Okay, but it's going okay. to need full shade outside. Okay. All right. And just you can actually in the water, if you use a a spray bottle, you can actually add some liquid orchid fertilizer to that spray bottle. And when you spritz the roots, you can go ahead and and spritz uh, the fertilizer with it and just on a very low dosage. So... If it says you add like three tablespoons per gallon of water, then I would just put in a little bottle in a little spray bottle if you wanted to do like half a tablespoon or half a or a teaspoon of the liquid right. uh fertilizer and then just spritz the roots on a regular basis, very easy to take care of and just let the rainfall get oh. it too okay and do i sp- miss the flowers and the you do not need you do the- not need to miss the flowers no just. Just no. the roots. The roots are the only thing. It's an epiphyte. And so the roots absorb the water from the air. And so that's why I, I'm kind of telling you that the glass vase isn't really a good um, container no. for it. But it's it's a normal container I, for Mother's Day. Right. So I was looking online, and it said to set it in a uh, basket with fir bark or Tree bark is that. Yes, you can get a uh, go go to any of your garden nursery centers or mm-hmm. box stores and get a little bag of uh orchid uh orchid bark mix and it's labeled very easy, you'll find it and then you can plant it in a uh either a wooden basket or you can literally just hang it too as well just from the tree, just hang it by the roots. Okay. Okay. Oh, by the roots. Well, you could, you wrap the wire around the plant, around the the leaves, underneath the leaves, so it holds it tight, and you can just let the the roots hang down. Oh, hang it upside down. Well, no, no,
4: no, no, no. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So
0: do me a favor. Okay, so do you have a pen and paper? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Teresa dot Watkins at live.com. live dot com. Live. L i v e. Which is what we want our plants to be. dot mm-hmm. com, and I will send you a, a publication on it. Okay, and I'll show you. It'll okay. show you the pictures. Okay. Okay. Super. Happy Mother's Day. Thank Jan. you so much, Teresa. Oh, you're welcome. Happy Thank Mother's. You. Let's go to Keith in Lake Mary. Good morning, Keith. How can I help you? Good morning. Um, yeah,
4: I got this problem with uh, with uh, jasmine and nutsets growing through it. And I'm wondering, is there something I could spray
0: on there to kill the nut sedge? You, so, Asiatic jasmine is very resilient, okay? And so, mm-hmm. you can spray the, um, an herbicide for sedge, okay? So, read the label, get one for sedge, and follow the instructions, and spray very lightly after it has been... Um, watered so it, after rainfall or irrigation, so that the plants hydrated, the Asiatic jasmine's hydrated, and it does take a you know just a very slight uh, way to or uh, amount of herbicide, it will take it and not be affected. But I'm just going to put a caveat there if you're too heavy on that spray, it can affect your Asiatic jasmine. But um, if you do want to get it fertilized, now the other thing is I would not use a granule herbicide. Uh, on it at all yeah i
4: have actually i have i think it's called image or something image is great
0: for sedge yes it takes it okay and so and i would do that and you can even this is another way you can do it is even just take it with a little brush uh, a a little small artist paint brush and just brush the leaves of the sedge and not spray the whole whole area yeah okay. okay all right cool Thank I you so much. Give that a try. Yeah, do that and, and let us know how you do. Don't let it get out of hand, though. It may just be better to um, kind of uh, remove the uh, Asiatic jasmine in the dairy, get rid of the sedge, and then plant another little Asiatic jasmine to fill in that spot. Yeah, okay. okay? All right, thank you. Let let us know how you do, Keith. Thanks so all much. Right. for. All right, and so now let's go to Holly in Tallahassee, and she's wondering how exactly do you apply azomite? Can you throw it on top of the soil? Yes. Or does it have to be mixed into the garden? Yes. You can do either one. It can be mixed into potting soil for potted plants. And does a little go a long way? That's a dangerous question. A little bit goes a long way. I want you to, Holly, follow the label instructions. Okay? It's going to tell you exactly how much you can apply. Okay? So more is not better. So follow the instructions Yes, you can put it on top of the ground. It will work beautifully. It'll eventually soak in and, or sink in and uh, work. And then also you can uh, apply it to the soil. So either one, that'll be great for you to do. And in containers, uh, just for the size of it, you might just want to use a little bit less, but it will work too as well. In Orlando, what are your thoughts on the native star uh, anise bush tree for privacy screen in a mostly shaded area? I love it. I love star anise, and I love the little flower, the burgundy flower. It looks beautiful. Yes, you can use it. Now it does get big, so I don't want you to overplant it. Okay, so great, great text message. Lizzie, we've had a lot of great calls and and text messages today. I'd like to thank Dana Venrick uh, for coming on this morning and for sponsoring Better Lawns and Gardens. I also want to thank Brian Williams from the Windy Hill Middle School Hi to all the sixth graders there. It was fun talking with you, and we look forward to talking with you more in the future. Uh, please um, take our sponsors, Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, makers of mosquito bits and dunks, and then also all of um, our other great sponsors. We just want to just thank them so much, Black Cow. Um, check out our Facebook page and see how the black cows helped law enforcement. <laughs> that was a good and story. It's a great story. We love doing that. And so then also too, next week, um, host Emeritus Better Lawns and Gardens, Tom McCubbin is going to be here with you, Lizzie. I'm so jealous.
2: Uh, well, be jealous because I'm going to be jealous of you being in London.
0: <laughs> I'm heading out there for the best of the English garden tours and the Chelsea Flower Show. I'll have a lot to talk about when I come back. So uh, say hi to Tom for me. And I will be tiptoeing through the tulips with a proper cup of tea for lots of garden inspiration. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, ResponsibleSolutions.com, I'm Teresa Watkins. It's Saturday morning. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
3: Fast food doesn't always have to sound like this. When you buy fresh from Florida, fast food can sound like this. Make quick and easy family meals with the tastiest flavors of Florida. Look for the sunny, fresh from Florida logo where you shop and find delicious, refreshing recipes for what's in
0: season at followfreshfromflorida.com.